Welcome to today's Bible broadcast episode. We are excited to see what the Lord has for us as we continue in our study of the book of Mark, the book of Mark here. Join me in Mark 1, especially here as we're going to be looking at verse 14 and 15 as we consider today the message of Jesus's ministry, the message of Jesus's ministry. Now, next time, we're going to look at the men of Jesus's ministry. We find the men of Jesus's ministry in verses 16 through 20 uh, at the first disciples that were called to labor with the Lord Jesus Christ. But today, we're going to look at the message of his ministry, the message of Jesus's ministry. Let's read here verses 14 and 15 here. Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says, Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Two short verses in comparison to to others, but two powerful verses. I want you to notice with me, first of all, in verse 14, that first phrase where it says, Now after that John was put in prison... Of course, we know that the John that's being referred to here is, of course, John the Baptist. He was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He was the one who was baptizing in the wilderness. And we know that we we were just introduced to him and we, we got to know him in the verses prior to this. We know that he was the one that baptized Jesus Christ there in Judea, that southernmost portion of the nation of Israel. But if we were going to go to Matthew chapter 14, we would see the account of John the Baptist being put in prison. And really, he was put in prison because of jealousy, jealousy from Herod. Herod said that, hey, I am the king, that you're not a king, and you're not preaching about another king that's coming because I'm the king. And so Herod uh, was jealous, and he threw John into prison. And then we would find later in Matthew chapter 14 that John would be beheaded by Herod. And uh, we know that Herodias and uh, she would send her daughter to to dance before Herod and request the head of John the Baptist. And, And we know that John the Baptist gave his life. He was a martyr for the faith. And so we see our setting is right after John's imprisonment. It says, now after that John was put in prison. Not only that, the verse continues to say that Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. We notice, first of all, that Jesus, he came into Galilee. Galilee is that northernmost region of Israel. Within the region of Galilee is Jesus' hometown of Nazareth, and also Capernaum, which was the quote-unquote home base of Jesus' earthly ministry. We see that that is where Jesus was, was at. He came into Galilee. We notice also that Jesus, he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, the gospel is the same gospel that John the Baptist was preaching, that the Messiah had come. Now, the Jews, they were looking for a physical kingdom. You see, the Jewish people wanted the crown without the cross. But of course, Jesus came for the cross. And we do know that, thank God, that he will be given the crown after the rapture of the church and the tribulation. But we know that an interesting note that I want you to note here about the kingdom of God is that it's often referred to in another way, uh, in other places, as the kingdom of heaven. Now, they are different. They, They are different, but they do overlap. It's almost the same coin with two different sides. The kingdom of God speaks of God's reign over all of the universe. 
There, the, the, the reign of God, the kingdom of God, there is no end. It's, it's over all of the universe. But the kingdom of heaven speaks of his reign over all of the earth. So there is a distinction here made, but, but they do overlap in their message. And it's the same major point that Jesus Christ came to this earth to die on the cross, to be buried, and to rise again the third day, and that his physical kingdom will take place, but it has not taken place yet here on this earth. But we know that it is a kingdom that is coming. But the major point here, of course, is that Jesus, he went about preaching the good news, that the Messiah had come. We, we preach the same news, that the Messiah has come. Now, when we come to verse 15, I want you to notice it says, and saying the time is fulfilled. That word fulfilled is referring to the perfect time that God had set forth for the ministry of Jesus Christ. In all of eternity, there really was an eternal clock, and it was ticking. And it was at the fulfilled time that Jesus started his public preaching ministry. The time was fulfilled. It was time, the time that God had ordained. Another time we find this word is in the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, when the Bible says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. See, God had the perfect timing, not only for the time in which Jesus would come to this earth, but also when he would start his public ministry, when he would reveal himself as the Messiah. He says also here in this verse, he says, and the kingdom of God is at hand. So we see, and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus, his message was that the time was fulfilled, that at the time it was here and that the kingdom of God, it is at hand. A writer once said it this way, the dispensation of the glorious gospel was now about to be fully opened and the Jews were to have the first offer of salvation. It was at hand, the kingdom of God, it was there. It, it was brought forth. It was at hand. And we see Jesus, he was preaching this. He was preaching that the time is fulfilled, that the kingdom of God is at hand, but he doesn't stop there. Notice, he says, lastly here in this verse, repent ye and believe the gospel. Salvation is simple, folks. Salvation is very simple. You would come to the Lord with childlike faith. It's a simple thing. It is to repent. That word repent, it means to change your mind. There's a lot of argument about what the word repent means. Is it a turning from? Is it a change of mind? Is it, you know, this? The answer is yes. It is a change of mind that leads to a change of direction. It's repent, change your mind about your sin, about yourself, and believe the gospel. That word believe, it's the same word that we would translate trust. It's the same word that we would translate faith. It is to believe, to have faith in, to trust the gospel. It would be like a a, a person that falls off um, of a ship and, and they're drowning there in the water and they reach their hand up and they yell, save me. And then somebody reaches their hand down and grabs them and pulls them out. Guess what? I doubt that person would say, well, I don't know if you can do it. Can you get somebody else maybe? No, of course not. If someone reached their hand down to save you, and you were in need, you've repented, you've changed your mind about your sin and yourself, you've realized that you're drowning, you see a hand there to, to lift you up, you reach out and you believe, you trust, you have faith in that hand. And of course, with salvation, it is the perfect example 
that we are drowning in our sin and we must repent. We must change our mind about our sin and it it will lead to a change of direction and we must believe the gospel. That change of direction is a change of direction from our sin to our Savior. When we believe the gospel, we've changed that direction. We're, We're going towards Jesus. We see that Jesus, he was preaching the simple message of salvation, repent ye and believe the gospel. Acts 20, verse 21, it says this as we close, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, salvation is simple. If you're listening to this and you're not saved, the Bible is very clear. You can be saved and it comes by repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. If you need to be saved, you can simply put your faith and trust in the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ alone for salvation. And I pray that if you're listening and you need to need, need to be saved, I pray that you'll reach out to us. I pray that you'll tell the Lord right now through prayer that you know you're a sinner, that you repent of that sin, you change your mind, you know that it is sin and that you need to be saved, that you're trusting in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ alone for salvation. This is the message that we are to proclaim. The message that Jesus preached is the same message that we preach today. The same message that the apostles preached is the same message we preach today. Repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, today as we've looked at Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, I pray that you've received a blessing. And we look forward to being with you again in the future. Have a wonderful day.